I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. The Armor of God, Part 1, Our Crucial Need for Daily Armor Every morning we wake up, we are presented with an amazing opportunity as Christ followers. Sadly, we don't always seize this fortuitous chance. We can either leap out of bed, maybe say a rapid-fire arrow prayer, and move about the business of our day, or we can hit the pause button before it begins and spend some quiet time with God and pray through Ephesians 6.11 for His divine protection from temptation and even calamity. I'll take a moment for a true confession here and admit that door number one, which would be the door of spending time with the Lord every morning with His armor of God, isn't the one I always choose to walk through. But we are all works in progress, and I've set my intention in this season of life to come up higher. I'll make sure I finish dressing before I'm at my desk or out the door. Let's take a look at what Paul says in Ephesians about the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God, he begins. This includes the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, and the shoes of peace. All are implemented, Paul reminds us, so that the flaming arrows of the evil one can be extinguished. I'm fully aware of the fact that some of you might be rolling your eyes right now as you contemplate the notion of flaming arrows. I'll concede that some of you may find that image a bit cartoonish. And that is precisely how Satan wants you to view his plans to derail your life. The longer your view of impending dangers is one of minimalizing, the greater his chance to strike when you least expect it. I know this because I've had to pluck out a few carefully aimed arrows at some of the vulnerable areas of my own life where my armor was non-existent. This whole series was inspired by these experiences. But I know that you and I want to come up higher every day. So let's unpack some overall armor strategies in this introductory episode. Our armor needs to be applied in its entirety. Notice Paul refers to the full armor. Protection from the enemy needs to be complete, not haphazard. Why bother to put on the shoes of peace to protect your bare feet if you forego applying your helmet to protect yourself from a critical head wound? The areas delineated by Paul for armor include our minds, our waists, our chest, and our feet. Those are areas to defend. But our armor also includes an offensive weapon, the sword of the Spirit. I'm grateful that God has given us divine armaments. The sword of the Spirit is more powerful than any man-made saber, gun, or nuclear bomb. Its lethal blade can combat all Satan's arrows and schemes because it packs the punch of God's inimitable strength and supernatural power. You don't need a license to carry this stealth sword, just the presence of mind to ask God for it and believe wholeheartedly in the power behind it. Our armor needs to be applied literally. As with any woven garment, we can't think about just pulling up our pants. We actually have to do it. And so it is with the armor of God. We need to literally pray each component onto our vulnerable selves We need to ask God to protect our heads and our hearts and our midriff. 
A friend I have told me once the way she makes sure this happens is by taking care of it in the shower. She starts shampooing her hair as she prays for the helmet of salvation and finishes by cleansing her feet and asking God to outfit her with the shoes apiece. Now there is an example of clever multitasking, wouldn't you agree? Our armor isn't always one size fits all. It needs to be customized. I believe we miss an increased opportunity if we generally pray for the armor of God without inviting Him in to protect us on a more personal level. We know from 1 Samuel 17.38 that when Saul layered his own armor over David, it hindered rather than helped him prepare for battle. Our struggles are as individual as the schemes Satan constructs to try to defeat us. So our armor needs to be tailored to shield us against our weaknesses. Maybe you are wondering how that works. Here's an example. If we have a propensity to become depressed or anxious, we can ask God to shield us from these emotional pitfalls. We can ask Him to place the helmet of salvation over our heads and further protect us from a default to harmful thoughts. Or, if we have a tendency to gossip, we might petition God to outfit us with the shoes of peace when we are in larger groups or one-on-one with a friend. We can pray against sowing seeds of discord with our mouths before our feet even enter into a room. Our armor needs constant reapplication. Just as you must reapply sunscreen over the course of a day, so must armor be reapplied and adjusted to help you win your daily and even your middle-of-the-night battles. Since I've become more mindful of Satan's strategies, I send out an occasional arrow prayer in the day if an errant thought tries to creep in. I simply say, Lord, adjust my helmet. I find this helps greatly with midday course correction. And before I go to sleep at night, I make sure my pajamas aren't the only things I'm wearing. Satan loves to interrupt your sleep and attack your groggy mind with all sorts of poison-tipped arrows. Make sure you are fully secured in your armor before you drift off to sleep. If you started out listening to this with a skeptical frame of mind, I hope you are cultivating a teachable spirit when it comes to spiritual warfare. In 1 Peter 5.8, we are reminded to be sober, be vigilant, because our adversaries are walking around like roaring lions seeking victims to devour. We make a big mistake if we ignore that truth. Such arrogance is reminiscent of Hans Christian Andersen's The Emperor's New Clothes. In this story, the king's trusted courtiers duped the king into believing the so-called frocks they created could only be seen and appreciated by well-educated, intelligent eyes. But in fact, he was naked in the literal butt of everyone's jokes. Don't let your arrogance lead to this kind of folly. Join me today as we set our intention to battle Satan's schemes using the armor of God. Let's tap into the divine power and strength that accompanies them. In our next episode, we will begin looking at each component in the full armor of God. Until then, be encouraged. In this world, we have trouble, but take heart. We've overcome the world. And that's from John sixteen twenty two. I'd like to now read an excerpt from my first book, The Side Door, and this installment is entitled, Cultural Camouflage, Putting on the Armor. Though a filter is required to navigate images and words, it's no match for Satan himself. We need to make sure our high-caliber filter is paired with the armor of God for optimal protection. If we are called on to explain our intolerance for a matter which is clearly spelled out in the Bible but not commonly accepted in today's tolerant society, 
we need to make sure we're protected for battle. Satan would love nothing more than to undermine our points to anyone seeking truth, whether truth is delivered by us or sought after from another source. But Satan is also keen on toppling your convictions in the process. Just as we would not engage in combat or play a sport without protective equipment, so we are not to blindly step into cultural conflict without our armor. What exactly is the armor of God? It is God's protection for our whole lives. We are outfitted at the waist with truth. He gives us a breastplate of His righteousness and footwear adorned with the gospel of peace. We have the shield of faith to protect us from Satan's arrows and the helmet of salvation to protect our mind. Finally, God outfits us with the sword of the Spirit, which is the precious word of God. Doug Batchelor, in his article, The Armor of God, lays out the high-stakes face-off with Satan in this manner. The battleground for this intense spiritual struggle is not some piece of earthly real estate. It is the human heart. Our very souls are at stake, and without the armor of God, we don't stand a chance. Satan has a wide-open target without any real defense mechanism in place when we neglect to put on the armor. Determination and willpower cannot hold a candle either to God power or to our intentions when we put them in Christ Jesus. Satan is a wily adversary and a force with which to be reckoned. We are told in James 4-7 to submit ourselves to God so that we may resist the devil and flee from him. True protection involves using God's armor intentionally and consistently. Both require discipline and consistency. To be protected one day by praying for the armor of God and not another because we forget to ask, is to leave ourselves vulnerable. If only our bodies would emit a reminding buzzer when we forget, like our cars do when we neglect to buckle our seatbelts. Sadly, when we forget to put on the armor of God, we might only be reminded of our neglect when we view the damage in the rearview mirror. Getting alone with God to meditate on His Word, acknowledging His sovereignty, and our dependency, thanking Him for His blessings, and petitioning Him for help and guidance, all these steps lay the groundwork for battle dressing. And the key to kingdom living is, seek God's protection and armor intentionally and consistently, and you will have the best defense against sin and temptation. And the doorpost is, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And that's from Ephesians 6.11. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.